Welcome to the third episode of the CG Show. Today with me is the man, Leo Alhalabi. Thank you for having me on, man. Honestly, man, when I brought this back, I was like, you know what? You were top of my list. I can, I've just been dying to have this conversation with you. I've been following you during this time. I haven't really, I haven't really caught up with you in the last couple months. Yeah. And I've just been waiting to dissect. I've been following what is going on, your growth over the last six months or since I've known you, the, the growth of the last two years has been incredible. You launched your digital agency two years ago. I came across you on Instagram. Aaron, my brother, showed me a video of you and I was like, this guy is the real deal. I got to follow him. I got to know him. I got to meet him. I got to know everything about him. And you are one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my life. What you're doing at the moment is absolutely incredible. And as I said, I ha I've just been dying to have this conversation. Me too, man. You started with LGT tutoring while you were at university. You ended up dropping out of university. You then ended up launching your second business, LGT Digital, which is now your main, main focus. And it's been two years? LGT Digital has been a year and a half. Year and a half? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, less. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, pretty much Jan to 2019 was like the official official launch. Well, so. a year and a half. And as I said, what you've achieved has been absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to get into this. Leo, talk to me, man. What has been going on? Well, a lot's been going on, man. <laughs> Thing, things, things have changed in a, in a pretty massive way um, with, with everything going on with, you know, with COVID and, and which we'll, we'll definitely jump in. Um, but man, you're, you're the, uh, you're the showrunner. So you tell me where you want me to start. Where do you want me to go? Man, just, I, I just, I just give us, give us, give us the journey for anyone that doesn't, that doesn't know you. I'll try to make it quick. I'll make try to make it, it quick. Make Cause it there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, so videos much. I've done on, on like the journey and stuff. So I'll try to make it quick. Make it quick, man. Just give mm. us a quick introduction, fill in the gaps of what I've missed and yeah, just wrap up to speed. I, you've written a book as well. Yeah. So quickly wrap us up to speed about all that and then let's just jump straight into to what you've achieved in the last year and a half. All right, done. So I'll try to do this quickly. Um, so I was, um, both my parents are Syrian and, um, and, and they came from Syria and I was, but I was um, born and raised here. At around 10, 10 years old, we went back to Syria um, to live there forever and my parents sold everything to, to go to Syria um, for, for this transition. And when we came back, we came back from nothing. So um, they were doing okay before, like getting by. But when we came back, it was it, we had lost everything essentially and come back and started from scratch. And I'm the eldest child. So the only pain that I would identify was within our family was financial pain. That's the only thing. So anytime my parents would argue, it was about money and the lack of it. Anytime I would see, I would put my parents under any, any form of pressure, it would be because they couldn't get me something during, due, due to the funds and due to the lack of money, you know, um, not being able to afford bills, worrying about rent, you know, um, let alone being able to buy anything like a car or that was just completely out of the question. Um, so growing up, I was always very motivated because although my parents didn't really um, have the means to provide for us in a big way financially, they were the most amazing parents ever. Like they had my back. They gave me not a lot. They didn't give us a lot of money, but they gave us all, all their time. Your dad scares me. Yeah. My, my, my dad's <laughs> He's a beast. He's a beast. Machine, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is, man. And, and look, what I've, what, I've, what I've understood growing up is that you can be a real motivated person, a really good person, um, but my, the money game isn't for everyone. And some people just don't, they just doesn't, they don't figure it out. And that's okay. You know, my parent, my parents have a lot of traits that I would die to have. I just don't have. They've got patience. They've got love. They've um, got content. They, they're content with where they, they've been content and happy with where they are always, you know, but you can't help, you know, being an 
they're, you know, having, having lost everything coming back caused a lot of problems. Um, and I'm so grateful that they're still together to this day because, you know, so many circumstances where, you know, we'd have got close to them not being together and, you know, we got through it. Um, but I always used to, um, I guess, sell them on promises. So I used to say to them, you know, I know we, we don't have everything right now, but I promise you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be successful. So I was like, well, I can't give them anything now, but what I can give them is hope and I can give them this faith um, that something is going to change. And then when I was 17, I sat them both down. I had just finished high school uh, and I was going to university to study civil engineering uh, at Monash. And I did that because I just wanted to get a high paying job. Again, really motivated to succeed. And I said to them, by 25 years old, and I set the countdown, well, everyone knows this is the countdown goal. I said to them what, my, what life was going to be like. I said, we're going to be financially free. We're not going to worry about money anymore. If you want to travel, you can travel. Um, you know, and, and I listed a whole bunch of other things that I have still kept private to myself because it's really just between me and them. But long story short, for clarity on what the goal is, it was to go from being financially poor to um, being in, in, in financial freedom. So yeah. complete luxury. Whatever they wanted was not out of the... The the term we can't afford this was not going to be ever mentioned at home. That's and insane. That, that was my promise to them and I would do that by 25. So because I had set this massive goal and I had put a time frame on it, my mind was always open for opportunities and ideas and I tried everything, man. I tried network marketing and <laughs> that, that helped formulate my mindset. Yeah. And, and then I left network marketing, definitely not for me and I moved to personal development started reading books, you know, I, I obsessively studied people like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, I read Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, every book. Just by, smashed like, it. Like I yeah. smashed, I smashed yeah. everything and every time I found, I found, I found, like I found something was happening, every time I educated myself and I improved myself as a person, opportunities would begin to arise and so I started to build this positive momentum and that's what I continued to do. And so when I was 19 and I was, you know, I had a job, I was, I was still working for someone. I was like, you know what? I you don't want to, I was, I, I, this was before the I gym. Before yeah. the gym. Wow. So when I, I was working at a gym, yeah. $14 an hour working like night shifts when yeah. I was 17, 18. Um, and then I met someone there and he's important to mention because, you know, you don't get here completely on your own, but I met someone whose name is Cameron Arnold, is um, my best friend to this day. And he's, he's a, he, he, he mentored me during that time. I looked at him as a young hustler and he was successful at a young age. And I just was like, How? I was so intrigued by him. Like, how have you figured it out so young? And he was had this confidence about him. And I'm like, I want that. And anything he said to me, I did. And that was why he continued to invest his time into me. He said to me, buy the book, The Richest uh, Man in Babylon. And that will teach you the fundamental concepts of how money works. I went and bought it while I was still there. And I didn't have that much money. You know, people are like, I'll buy the book <laughs> at my next paycheck. Or man, anything you, where you're investing into a book, a course, anything that has a positive ROI should not be hesitated. And you put yourself in debt to get that stuff. I don't care because you're going to make that money back by the things that you learn so easily. It's all in Right? And we're talking about books here, $25, yep. $30. You buy a course, 50 bucks, 100 It shouldn't be something that you question, especially if it's going to improve you. So I'd make these, I'd take these quick action steps and, and then we developed this relationship. And then because of what I had learned, I ended up transitioning out of the gym and getting a job. Um, and then from that job, I had the first taste of freedom because I, I was able to work from home, from uni, and it was more about sales and stuff like that. So I was in complete control of my time. I'm like, well, I kind of like not having someone <laughs> breathe down my neck, you know? I kind of like love not this being freedom. Yeah, I like this freedom, but it's still not, it's still not a business. Yeah. 
And ultimately, I was searching for business ideas because I identified something. And that was, no matter how hard I worked, no matter how good I was as an engineer, no one was going to pay me a million dollars a year by 25. No matter what I did, I was always going to be limited by what that company's salary cap is. And so I said, what would pay me a million dollars? The only way I'd be able to achieve this is if I was involved in something that had no roof, right? And that was business. And the the reason I love business is because you are really rewarded based on the value that you output to the world. Literally, that's you get paid by the value you provide. That's That's exactly what I got. The value you provide to to society. 110%. The problems that you solve. And also you're rewarded based on your work ethic, your dedication, your hustle, the hours that you put in. Um, and it, and then when you the growth begins to come, it comes exponentially. Correct. Like you see artists who hustle, put out like Russ, for example, the perfect example of this. If, if you go to Russ's page on Instagram, there's like a photo where he shows his growth month on month in terms of what he was making from, from his music and his streams. And it goes exponentially. It goes from like $5 a month for a whole year to like, you know, $40 to $100. And then by the third or fourth year, he's making $190,000, $250. Because when, when that success does come in the world of business, it comes exponentially. And that was the one thing I was banking on to be able to achieve that goal that I set for my family. 100%. And I think that's, that's huge that you touched on that. A lot of people in business, I'm going to refer back to real estate agents. It's what I'm telling the boys every single day. Everyone's, you've got to be patient. You've got to put in the work. It might not look like like that you're, you're getting the results from all this work that you're doing. But if you keep putting in the work, putting in the work, putting in the work, you'll make $5, $5, $5, and then eventually it will go 20, 50, 100, and it will just keep flying. So it's all about being patient and just putting in the work with all that extra commitment. Definitely. And it comes back to the bamboo tree analogy where you have, there's, a, this, there's this analogy and it's a beautiful story that highlights this, where it's this essentially analogy. that you've got the Chinese bamboo tree, you plant the seed, in the soil and then you water it and you have to water it every single day continuously for five years. If you miss a day, it dies, right? But for five years straight, you're seeing no results, nothing. The moment it pierces through the ground, it grows to be three stories high within (laughs) a five-week period, okay? So the question is, did it grow to be three stories high within a five-week period, a three-week, five-week period or whatever it is? Or was it five years? No, it was five years. 100%. And that's what you see with those entrepreneurs who become overnight successes. That's what you see with those artists that go from nothing to suddenly becoming multimillionaires. Football players, Lionel Messi says, it it took me 19 years, 330-something days to become an overnight success. Think about Kevin Hart. He came out of nowhere and became the biggest superstar but no one people forget that he spent like 19 years continuously doing crappy movies um having tv shows that were canceled going to like local comedy clubs telling his jokes over and over and then when he did have his big break because he had laid out those foundations and he had that hustle the foundations were laid he was able to take advantage of every opportunity and he went and went crazy with it and became the biggest biggest superstar in the in the, in the, world, in the world of comedy right yeah man even generally in the whole world, Kevin yeah. Hart's like looked at. Mm. Um, and and what he did for 19 years is he laid his foundations. Very similar to what's going on in COVID right now. You're seeing that people who were lazy are now starting, to, are still lazy during COVID, getting, right? Yeah, and they're getting found out ridiculously. And they're getting found out. <laughs> the only difference between what was happening before and what's happening now is before when people are um, lazy that... 
things were going so well, you couldn't really tell. Man, right? <laughs> because when everyone's going well, it's there's so much business, there's so much opportunity. Like, oh, use real estate. Most of the real estate agents, they've just been opening the door, getting people in. There's been that many property that's selling. They'd sell there five a month. They'd be they'd be wrapped. But then now. The tide has literally come out and everyone's swimming naked. Everyone's getting caught out. Exactly right, man. And what's happening is that now they're getting exposed. But what, where, where the, uh, I guess the benefit comes to those who have always been hustling is that these times are nothing different to them. One of my, one of my good friends is actually a client of ours. His name's um, Joseph. Joseph from the LVD group. This guy built his family's home by 23. Very similar story to me. He came from nothing. Um, and he built his family's home by 23. Like runs a building company. Does so well. He's like one of the youngest people to get his um, DBU, I believe. Like the unlimited builder's license here in Victoria. And when COVID was happening, he said to me, it was like one of the best things I've ever heard. He said to me, bro, because he's, he, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph's from the north side. <laughs> but western, western suburbs. But, but don't, don't, I never let... he's. He's such a smart and intelligent person. He said to me, bro, I have been through recessions in my own life before. How old this is shit is easy. Yeah. He's 25. Okay. 25. Okay. But what he said was, I've been through my own recessions. Ah, uh, okay. Before. Yes. Fair I've been play. through my personal recessions. He goes, brother, me, people like me and you, we've been through this. This stuff is easy for us. And I thought, wow, that's so interesting because I genuinely have been through worse yeah. recessions than what's going on right now. When I, was, when I was 19 to launch my tutoring agency... I was not paying myself a salary at one point and I was investing everything into my business and then when there was no money coming in to pay my salary, I have to fund, have the business fund me. How do you think I still, you know, I was funding the business? I'd get credit cards, I'd get personal loans. I found myself three years after launching my tutoring agency having a successful business yeah. that's generating money but with like 30 grand in personal and credit card, you know, personal loan debt, credit card debt. This is by like 22 years old. That's a scary amount of debt to be in by that age, particularly when on the surface you've got a business. Now, was I really in a bad financial situation? No, because I was just waiting for my moment. I was investing. People go and put themselves $60,000 in debt to get a degree. I had only put myself 30 grand in debt to launch a business. And I knew something was happening. And I said to my parents, I said, there would be, I've accumulated this debt over three years. There will come a period in time where I will pay every single dollar off in a short period, right? And that bamboo tree thing will happen on skyrocket. <laughs> within within um, the months of September to December last year, every dollar was paid. So I went from like being in debt, not being able to pay myself to having like an explosion in growth and suddenly everything's being paid and I'm still at this income level that's increasing. So now I'm starting to get super financially comfortable. I, love I get it. my dream car. I'm supporting my family. The financial pain is no more there. I'm looking after everyone. And that happened seemingly overnight, right? Seemingly. And, and this would have been, this would have continued to be like insane if it wasn't for COVID. And we'll go into the details of that. But even with COVID, even what's going on with COVID, the reason why I'm interviewing other digital um, specialists to come and work for us who's been let go from digital agencies because they're struggling during COVID and we're growing, it's because when I was making no money in debt, not paying myself a salary, I was doing 15 hours a day, 15 hour days, yeah. Monday through to Sunday. You know, like 
I this 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 stuff is not new. To, it's not it's not like a surprise to me. That's you know, it's like the hustle is there, man. That's literally what I've been saying to all to to the whole team. I've been in business for seven years now. From when I first got into business, from two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and late two thousand and seventeen to. Uh, the real estate market was fire. I wasn't fire. No one knew who I was. I was trying to figure it out. And even for all these new guys jumping in, they're not fire. They've just started. No one knows who they are. They're just trying to find their way. So now during COVID, COVID's hit and it, the, the rest of the industry struggling and we're just we're not cruising through, but we're, we're really breaking the lines and trying to, trying to separate ourselves to become the new leaders in the industry. It's, this is, this is, this is easy. This is not easy, but it's, it's standard for us. We've been working the 16, 15 hours, seven days a week hustle. And it's, it's, we've laid the foundations throughout the years previously. So now when, everyone else is feeling the pinch we can pivot through and that's exactly what like that's why I've, I've so badly wanted to interview because exactly what i feel is going on with us you are on a you're flying man like this is exactly what's going on with you and i, I want to keep touching on it man keep fill me in with with regards to like how we've been able to do it it's essentially by really by really focusing on being results results orientated you know so after the tutoring agency i looked for an opportunity to start a business which would operate 12 months in the year and not eight because yeah. you know with school holidays um and i and this is why i said to you like nothing happens by accident yes i put myself in debt and I, maybe the tutoring agency although it did make me money um and like i didn't work i haven't worked since i was 18 years old for yeah. anyone, right? I'm yeah. 24 now. Yeah. And so even though I was putting myself in debt, I, I, like my business was still, you know, it was still giving me money. I, I, I put myself in debt investing into my business. But... I was still um, the I was, I was still making enough to, to continue to be completely self-employed. What happened is that I asked myself, what kind of business can I run which would be 12 months in the year and had better scalable opportunities? And I looked at the skills I had developed through all the years of running my tutoring agency, the only way I was able to, to expand and get tutors in Sydney and in Brisbane, go from Melbourne, Sydney to Brisbane, have a team of 450 tutors, um, get students from all across Australia, was because of digital marketing. And I didn't actually realize that I was developing a skill I'd be able to sell as a service. I built our entire website. I ranked us number one for Melbourne tutors on Google. I did our Facebook ads. I did our Google ads. I didn't know I was developing a service. I just did that to survive. I did that because I didn't have contacts with schools in Sydney to get students. I had to get in front of parents there, right? Now, when I had developed these skills and services, I realized, well, I can actually offer these to businesses and businesses are contracting marketing companies to do this for them, particularly with businesses that have high ticket you know, items. And I launched LGT Digital. So LGT stands for Let's Grow Together. And I launched it and that's when we had launched in January, 2019. I had met you before that, but before that, it was more like, it was just me, man. Yeah. LGT Digital was me. When Did we meet November, December 2018? Yeah, it was like around then. And so it was like January 2019, I moved into the office. That's when LGT Digital really started. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, I I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so I knew how to do this stuff. But when I started really building a business and I was like, I'm going to start like really build a digital agency is when I moved into the the office. Wow, man. Good on you. In Jan 2019. And what's different? about us as an agency and agencies out there is that every single person we get to sign with us comes as a result of our own digital marketing. We do our Facebook leads. We're, we, we, we get our, our, our Google leads. We've got our referral partnerships. Where we, we know we're about our stuff because 
Anything we're going to sell to a client, we're already doing. If I tell a client I'm going to take you on for Facebook ads, I'll show them our Facebook ads back end. I'll show, I'll show them how many leads we're generating, right? And so being so results focused and so ROI driven has helped us survive and grow in this period because just like real estate agencies and agencies are starting to drop off, so are all the shitty digital marketing companies, right? Those that sign contracts for six to 12 months and produce no results. Our contracts are different. We go, hey man, We'll, we'll, we'll guarantee you a minimum amount of leads or we'll give you your money back. We won't even really sign you on a really long-term contract. Let's go month to month with some businesses. If you cut us, that's because we're not performing. Because we're not good enough. Judge us, yeah. judge, judge us based on our performance. Yeah, exactly right? the same, same thing as real estate results. Yeah, yeah results judge us based yeah. on our performance. That's our attitude. Yeah. And we have obsessively worked and built our systems around genuinely um, like helping businesses grow. In our, like in LGT Digital, our slogan is, we're not a digital agency, we're a growth agency. I saw that. I saw, I saw that. You've been posting that a lot and I like that a lot because it's – and even your name that goes with Let's Grow Together, like the more they grow, the more you grow. 100%. Um, the more – so it just makes it's complete easy, sense. Man. If I help you grow as a business, you sign a contract with us, I help you grow whatever you're investing, let's say it's two and a half to three grand a month. <clears throat> if you're a bathroom renovator and we make you 40, 50 grand because of the jobs you're closing on a monthly basis, first of all, um, we're not expensive because that two and a half, three grand isn't an expense, it's an investment. You've invested two and a half to three grand a month and you've made 40, 50 grand. So you've paid and you've made a profit. So the whole question of, oh, that's expensive to invest. That's ex it's, for, it's all an investment. For it to be, an, for it to be an expensive Take away the if, yeah. you've got expense. <laughs> expense is something that goes out and doesn't bring yeah. anything back in, right? If you're like, buy, like you know, paying for food is an expense, right? Going to the strippers is an expense. <laughs> Investing into your marketing is not an expense. Man, That's an investment, it's, right? And, and how, big, how big is marketing at the moment? I think now since, since COVID has hit, people, uh, this, what's the, everyone's at home. Everyone's 100%. at home. Everyone is sitting on their platforms, and f and I'm going to use myself as an example. I use I've used social media, um, thanks to obviously well, I was on it, but thanks to you really getting me in front of the camera to to market my business and 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 break the lines. And I think there's so many businesses at the moment that that are starting to jump on now. It's been they've demonized it for years. Like why? <laughs> like why? Why do you think people have always demonized social media and? It's, it's, now, it's now a thing which it just why? Like it just makes complete sense. I think it's because people are afraid to try new things. Yeah. Um, I also think it's because there are people in that industry that have um, created a, a few horror stories. And so people just are skeptical of digital agencies in general. So a lot of digital agencies, um, when, when these business owners, what I've found is the reason why they're skeptical about digital agencies is because there's a lot of cold calling that happens, mm. right? So we don't cold call. Yeah. Any work we get has to yeah. be from inbound. Because if why would I cold call when I'm selling a service in digital marketing? I should be able to do that for myself, for yeah. my own business. Mm. So I was speaking to someone we generated as a lead yesterday uh, from Facebook. The ad was something along the lines of, if you're, you know, we're looking to work with some serious uh, business owners in the construction space, if, you, you know, if you're interested in generating leads, we had an offer, swipe up. They put in all their details. They put in their budget. They shared me. I qualified them as a lead. When I was speaking to him, the guy was like, um, how do I know you're actually going to get me leads? I said to him, well, I got you as a lead, didn't I? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. How do you know it works? I got you as a lead. And if I close you, I'm going to make thousands of dollars. So what, what makes you think that I'm not going to know how to do th- that for your business? It's a simple formula. Put you in front of the people who are most likely to convert. Have cre- cre- good creatives. Amazing ad, con- um, ad copy. Making, making sure we don't miss a single variable. And filter those leads in and you, you just have to make sure you're able to handle them. I'm just, I'm just so, I'm so confused as to why people, well, I think now since COVID is here, people have realized that they need to go, they need to go hard in marketing to, to keep pivoting their business. Um, what happened in April, and this is something I know you wanted to touch on, when, when we went through our first lockdown, we took a big hit Yeah, as an agency. We took a massive hit. It hit like 70% of our revenue, I believe. And the reason we took a hit wasn't because we don't have a business that can operate during COVID and, and say a recession. No, we're very recession proof. Even during a recession, if you can still get a business $4 for every dollar they spend, then you're not expensive. Yeah. Everyone's going to have money to invest. If It's like I play a game with a business owner. I go, if I can guarantee you $2 for every dollar you spend, what would your budget then be? They go, unlimited. I'll give you 100 grand. Yeah. Like, exactly. So don't talk to me about not being able to afford it or being an, this being expensive. It's about what you're making in return. So what happened during April, the reason we took a hit is because we had most of our contracts with gyms, laser clinics, function venues. Bro, every industry that shut their doors, we had a contract <laughs> in. That's really the reason we struggled. But straight away, we adapted. Straight away, we adapted. We identified which industries were still continuing, construction, e-commerce. And what happened was during that time, because so many businesses were struggling, Facebook actually became cheaper to advertise on. Yeah, and, and this is something I do want to explain for the people listening. They may go, well, how does it become cheaper? The reason it becomes cheaper is because on Facebook, you're essentially paying for real estate. When you've got less people willing to advertise and spend money, so when you, all your competitors have reduced their budgets, it's now cheaper to take up that ad real estate. The cost per 1,000 impressions, your CPM has now dropped. You can spend less and get in front of more people. So what happened was we were generating leads for ourselves and we may generate leads between say $25, $35, $50, and I'll pay $100 for a business yeah. owner as a lead, right? Because if I get 10 of them, one of them goes ahead, I'll make my return. Mm. And then what I realized was, okay, if I'm preaching this message, and then I pulled up Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett's famous quote of, what was it? Get, um, get greedy when others are fearful. Be fearful when others are greedy and, be, yeah. and get greedy when others are fearful, I'm something like it. that. I'm like, okay, so I should be advertising to business owners during this time because all my digital agency competitors are cutting their ad spend. We launched a campaign saying like to, to generate leads from business owners who wanted to talk about marketing. And what would, what would you think would happen? During the heart of COVID, when businesses are shutting down, do you think anyone would be interested about talking about marketing for their business? Well, I'm going to use, I'm just going to, I'm going to use real estate. And what, what we found was a lot of people, if they didn't need to sell, they weren't selling. But I think as a business, it depends who you were targeting. Just, if, if you were to just think, I'm not I'd targeting all business owners. I'd say 99% no, they, they yeah. wouldn't, yeah. Bro, we generated around 200 leads within a two-week period and the cost per lead was at $7. Same audience, same ads. We dropped our cost per, per lead by like five times. That's because we had the opportunity to get in front of more people and we got greedy when others became fearful. 
And that is ultimately what makes the difference between business owner and business owner is understanding that you can't be skeptical of digital marketing because people are on social media. Ask yourself, is my customer on social media? If you're in the bathroom renovation space, is that mother or that, that the stay-at-home mom who's going to inquire or, um, or, 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 the, or even, even the husband? Is he using Facebook? Absolutely, man. Man, that's what the... Real estate, laser, gyms, whatever industry you can think of, if, there is, if you have a customer, that customer is using social media. So how can you be skeptical about, hey, tell us who your customer is and we're going to put you in front of them. When we advertised to get in front of um, people in the construction space, I speak to them. I go, you think it was an accident we got in front of you? You think it was an accident you saw our ad? And he goes, no, nah, no. Nah. They go, oh, no, nah, of course. Well, what do you mean? How'd you find me? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've right? never understood though. Because you can target people. The way that Facebook works is you can target people based on their interests. No, I've just never understood how people don't oh, like yeah. how people don't like, oh, we, 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 we rely on our referral networks or even with real estate agents. Oh, we've always done these methods and they've worked, but it's like, hey, you've, you're leaving so much on the table and there's just so much business that that's out there. And, you know, how the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing for me is mental game. I, I truly believe 80% of this is mental or what we do like you're a perfect example of everything that you've gone through in your life how you've had all those hard roads what what story have you been telling yourself if for people that are listening to this that are that are struggling at the moment that are going through some tough things what advice like what what can we tell them like what have what have you been telling yourself first thing i tell myself is that this is going to pass first and foremost if you look at history um, with world wars, previous pandemics, they've come, they've caused havoc and then they've left. And so we were in like fairyland for like, for like 10 years, you know, economic growth, everything's going amazing. And now we're going through one of like, it, there's never been a time like this, like what we're going through. Probably so, the last the last time was the Spanish flu, nineteen twenty one. Literally, but even then, it wasn't as bad because people didn't have social media and there Correct. wasn't fear. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, people were dropping dead left, right, and center. But now it's like the whole world is aware. You're feeling the whole world's pain. So first thing I say to myself is this is going to pass. Then I say to myself, if I could go to five years from now when this has passed, what would I what what would I have wished I had done? during during this pandemic my answer is to be the one person working when everyone else decides to take a break pretty much that's 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 honestly what i tell myself is that you you when when things are going well you do so much reading and you read that biggest millionaires come out of recessions People find most of their success from like the toughest of times. Elon Musk has been making so, Jeff Bezos like they're flying up the ranks at the moment during 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 the toughest of times. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I just want to be that person. Yeah. I want to be the. I want. I, I've always said to myself. I used to say say to myself, it was so funny, man. Like I've a lot of things in my life I've manifested. Like my 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 dream car put up on my wall in my on my on my dream board. I looked at it every single day. Um, I used to picture walking into an office and, and seeing my, you know, like 20, Troopers. 30 staff. We're at like seven now, but we're working towards it's it. It's growing. Right? And, it's, and it's the best feeling ever. A lot of the things which I had imagined, I had manifested. 
One thing I used to imagine, which I've, I think I've accidentally manifested, so I think this whole pandemic is my fault, <laughs> is I used to say to myself, imagine after all my years of hard work and struggle, when I start doing well, I go into a, we go into a recession. I used to say that to myself. Bro, February had our biggest month. March coronavirus <laughs> shuts down. Like I was like, it couldn't have happened more perfectly. And I used to say to my, I used to read and go, the biggest, the biggest entrepreneurs and, and all the success stories tend to come from the most difficult of times. So to go back to your question, what would I, what would, what would I say to myself? Number one, it's going to pass. Number two, make decisions during this time that I, that I'll be proud of. You know, four or five years from now when I'm, or 10 years from now when I'm telling my kids. When I'm telling, talking to my kids, I want them to know that I want to tell them your dad worked and hustled and grew his business when everyone else wasn't because he just applied the same principles he's always been applying. And number three, like, so growing up, my dad threw me martial arts when I was four. So I've always been a martial arts. So like 16, then I transitioned to kickboxing. At my kickboxing gym, shout out to XFC, some of the, mo- the killers. Like Kelly Safe, who's the, who's the head coach, has, has literally built killers of, of fighters in that gym. And I got into the fighters class. I went from the class that I was, I was the, like the bet the top prospect in my class and then i went to the fighters class with all the beasts yeah. <laughs> when i got there i was the worst yeah <laughs> right my exponential improvement came by sparring people who could beat me up it was by putting myself in situations where i was completely outclassed and forcing myself to get better i i i was literally like it was like when i was under the most amount of pressure i was fighting people who were 10 times better than me getting beat up this time right now is that exact opportunity if you can wake up every day at six o'clock, like you've always done, five o'clock, five thirty-six, have a cold shower, get to the office, hustle your ass off, work on your weekends, work and just constantly stay positive. If you can get through this, you are going to have no worries getting through anything else that life brings your way. 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. That's what I tell myself. And that's what people should tell themselves. Use this as an opportunity to, to like fast track your character development and literally securing yourself as a success. If you can find a way to be successful during this time, everything else is going to be easy, man. Man. Literally, when, when this shit stops, I, I'm, I'm like, I will sit back and everything that's been built now is, is the business will explode. That's my that that's pretty much my attitude. No, I, I agree. Like mental the mental game for me, what you're telling yourself every What are you sing- telling yourself? Every single day I'm telling myself I'm gonna be great. I'm visualizing exactly where I wanna be. Nothing changes. For me, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are blaming the outside world, Daniel Andrews, COVID, oh, this was about to happen and this had to stop for me. No one's no one's trying to adapt to, to well not no one, but the majority aren't trying to adapt to the situation and it's the negative thought before someone has left the house during this time in COVID or just generally, someone has already told themselves that they're going to have a bad day. Things aren't going to go right. COVID's this. Oh, I wonder what the cases are going to be. They're watching the news. The news are scaring the shit out of them. Like there's so much, I feel like there's so much negativity in the world right now and people need to not get so sucked in to, to, to what's going on and just keep telling, visualizing and telling themselves that everything's going to be great in five, 10 years time. 
things are going to be great. My kids are going to be so proud of me because I, when I tell this war story about what's happened, I can, I can, I can, you know, as you're saying, I'm going to tell them that this was the time that I broke the bloody lines. So it's, yeah, it's, it's generally the same message, man. Um, with regards to those visualizing, that that's exactly what people need to be doing. You need to be writing. You got to be writing your goals. You got to be writing your heart's desire lists. You've got to be putting things up on your vision board. You got to be talking to yourself. You got to be watching the right things. Surround yourself by inspiration. People are watching the news. They're getting scared. Of course, it's negatively affecting them. Um, there's this beautiful quote. Now I feel like I, I know it, but I don't. I hope I don't get it wrong. It's something along the lines of what the what the eyes lay upon. The mind dwells upon something along those lines, right? So what you look at, your mind is going to be thinking of. Surround yourself by positivity. Man, okay. If someone, if someone's wanting to, 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 to just hit up social media in some aspect, what's the best way and what's the best way they could start? Because I know with, when I was trying to document myself, you said to me, Christian, just document your journey. Jump in front of the camera and it'll be the greatest thing that you've ever done. Honestly, man, since since you've made me pull that camera out for the first time when I was in Hawaii and start videoing, it's literally changed everything for me. The amount of opportunities that's opened up, everything that's opened up. Now, not a lot of people, they're, some people are introverts and they, they don't like the camera, but what else, what else can they do? Um, are we talking about someone... Putting them out, self anything, out there? Anything, personal brand or their own brand? I think putting your business out there is a bit easier because if you, you, know, you do it through digital marketing, no one's going to judge you personally. Um, but the reality is that massive opportunities can come from developing your own personal brand. I'll actually pull up something. I, I posted this on my, I posted, posted it yesterday. I think it'd be worth reading out. And I think this will address, uh, the, well, the reality is most people aren't posting um, and building a personal brand because they're afraid of the judgment they're going to get. You know, people laughing at them. How much did you cop? Right. <laughs> let's, actually, let's actually go into this. Let's actually have this conversation because um, how, did you, uh, how did you find it when you first started? No, I copped it. I copped it. And, and, I, and I copped a lot of judgment because when I first started putting things out, I wasn't really that, I wasn't successful. I wouldn't even consider myself that successful. I'm still working towards it, but um, definitely better than what I was when I started. And you cop it, man. Your friends judge you, your mates. And sometimes they don't, they don't these could be nice people, but they're going to judge you for it because they don't understand it. Um, I, got the, I got a question. I'm going to, just to answer, the, yeah. answer this, is essentially someone messaged me and I wrote this um, as a post. They said, um, I don't want to, so what he said was, how do you get on Insta every day and show yourself to the world? Like, how did you get over that fear of being, uh, fear stage of being judged and trying to hustle? So I said, he's, I break it down into three parts. Number one, I knew why I was doing it. I was very clear with my intentions behind putting myself out there. I didn't do it for the approval. I don't care what people think. I did it so that no matter what happened, if I lost my business, I lost everything. One thing I would retain is my personal brand. That's like, people can take everything away from you. But no one's going to suddenly forget who Christian Gravius is. Correct. Right? And with your personal brand, you can get so much opportunities. It's crazy. Most of the business I get starts with, hey, mate, I've been following you for a while and I would love to talk to you about some marketing. And those people just sign up right away because they already trust me. Correct. Right? That's through Leo. 
Number two, to document my journey and have proof of my struggles. I'm, I'm a bit like that. I don't like being called lucky. And even when I was struggling in debt, not making money, I was like, I swear when I make it, people are going to call me lucky. And so I want to make sure that they don't. And so I would document my journey on social media. So, you know, if someone was to call me lucky, I already hear, I'll tell you, go down to the bottom of my Instagram page and just make your way up. And just you, you, you see it for yourself. <laughs> I went from being the cringy, 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 like by myself, and I just kept on hustling. And now I am where I am. You can't call me lucky. It's not you, literally like you're. It's incorrect. I've got proof of my struggles. I actually love that you've got so much uh, banked up from when you were 17, 18. Man, I've it, got videos. It's incredible. Videos, it's incredible. I can't. And videos. So, I reckon you've got millions that are, that are going to come out one day. Heaps, man. I love it. I've got, I've got so much videos because I'm 20. Well, the countdown's like. Um, you know, it's in March. So we're, we're talking like it's around, you know, eight months away and things will be released more. I've been recording what I've been recording my struggle. I have videos of me in 2017 standing in front of the camera saying how much in debt I am. You can see me like it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm hustling. I have all this as evidence because I was so confident I would make it. And I was like, when I do, I don't want anyone to call me lucky. And the last thing on judgment is understanding that most judgment comes from a place of insecurity. It's, it's not real. Like what they're saying is not real. It shouldn't yeah. even be thought upon. Like no one who is positive, fulfilled and happy with their life. No one. No successful entrepreneur I have met, or anyone who's remotely successful and happy with their life ever hates on someone else. Yeah. Or ever leaves a negative comment. It's true. It does not happen. There is no one that you can find that is genuinely happy that will go- That will go oh, shit on someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Relax, bro. You're not Gary Vee. Yeah. You haven't really achieved that much in your life. You, you should stop fucking posting content. Yeah. Like, it's like, bro, like you, th- those people, no one can make a comment like that unless it comes from a source of pain. So you have to be able to empathize. Whatever else I said. I've lost it. You have to have empathy for them. And it's, I, I woke up the other morning. I think I got, had three messages over the one... Yeah, the three messages over the one night. If I woke up, you fat this, you this, like shut the fuck, get off my newsfeed, and I was like, three people in twenty four hours, and I was like, shit, man, like I'm yeah. hurting some people's feelings here. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no one would leave that comment. Like, bro, would you ever leave a comment like that? On Never in my life. Yeah, like, and, and look at you're you're doing well. Yeah. There's just no one that I know. That is happy and like is genuinely doing well for themselves. That would ever leave a comment, ever hate on someone, like even even in conversation. Like if I was to see someone who's super cringy on their Instagram because they're just starting out, and someone was to laugh at them, I'd be like, man, he's figuring it out. Give him some time. I remember. I would never judge. Yeah, right. and I remember the first time I put a video up, and I think this is the biggest problem, which I'll, I'll go into. When I put my first video up online, I was in Hawaii, and I remember I walked up and down. I was so proud of myself. I messaged you. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have, you have to do it. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I nearly gave yeah, up. Like, and I'm in Hawaii, I'll do it when I come. Yeah, out. yeah. Like no, no. Like you were putting so much pressure on me to do it, and I, and I, I, I just want everybody to know, and you can touch on this as well. Like it's so awkward when you when when you first jump in front of a camera and you're trying and trying and you can't get it right but it's all about i think it i'm still not the best in front of a camera but um it took me a week 
before I kind of started getting some good rhythm. But I remember when I first posted it, my best friend, Harry Menaris, called me in Hawaii and he said to me, Christian, everyone is laughing at you. And I'm just like, I don't give up. Like, I don't care. And that's the biggest problem with people, like uh, jumping over that fear, making sure it doesn't matter what people think. These people, when your business is going down in smithereens, uh, smithereens, these people aren't going to feed you. These people aren't going to look after you. And the funniest thing is, these people that are actually shitting on you, they don't know nothing about you. They don't know who you are. They don't really know anything about you. So it baffles me how it, it hits people so much. And we need to flick the switch. Like we need people to stop fearing judgment and jump in front of the camera and just chase your bloody dreams, yeah. man. That reminds me of, I put up a story, a video on TikTok. And the video on TikTok was me sharing my story of how um, uh, someone who I knew at uni, I wouldn't even really consider a friend. Someone I knew at uni overheard my idea of starting a tutoring agency. He literally pulled me aside and said, don't do this. It's going to fail. You've told me that, yeah. Um, you know, like tutoring is a cash job. P- parents aren't going to pay you via direct debit or, or bank transfer. And he's given me all these reasons to wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. And I almost didn't start my tutoring agency because of it. Didn't listen to him. He said, if it was me, I wouldn't do it. And I said, t- and I said at home, I remember going, I remember sitting back in my chair. I'm like, "Whoa, lucky I'm not him. Like the the, the like I'm so different to him. Like I'm he's he's, a pe- he's really pessimistic and he admits it. And I'm super mo- positive and I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So I put this up on on TikTok to be like, this is what I would have missed out on if I listened to him. And I then I showed all the photos of my tutoring agency and everything. I think I remember on. the video. Yeah. Someone commented and people were leaving comments going, "Oh, you shouldn't be angry. Your friend who just was looking out for you wanted what's best for you." Bro, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> Bro, shut like just yeah. just stop with this. Uh, I'm just being your man, friend, looking out for you. You could be wrong, and you being wrong would cost me. Would have literally cost me like uh, the biggest opportunities of of experiencing the business yeah. journey that I had. And here's one thing that everyone needs to remember, and this goes for your parents, your mum, your dad, your uncle, your auntie, your cousins, your friends, your fucking partner. Just because they want what's best for you, it doesn't mean they know what's best for you. Yep. And that has to be something that people write down and they put in front of them. Yeah. Just because they want what's best for you, it doesn't mean they know what's best for you. No matter who they are, they could be your parent, they literally, they they raised you. No one can enter inside you, and 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 identify with your passion, identify with your unique skill set, identify with your vision. I could see things before they came. People couldn't. They couldn't see that same thing. Yeah. Right. That's why I love my parents so much. My parents have never really started a business. They started something in, in Syria and yeah. it failed. Like to <laughs> them, it's like it let's just them. get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a job, yeah, finish uni. Yeah. But my parents, I said to them, that what they did was they just trusted in me. So that was going to be a question. Did did they actually? Because this is this is a big problem with that's going on in the world. Everyone's parents are making them go to university. They're doing a course that they hate. They don't even want to finish it. Uh, no, they don't even want to do the, that occupation once they get their diploma. Were your, was your parents ever hard on you in the aspect of you've got to finish university and when you decided to leave, was it was there a problem within the household or was it just Yeah, my, my mum really wanted me to finish my degree. She really wanted me to finish my degree. And 
I was always wondering why, and I dug a bit deeper, and I went, "Mum, I don't plan as working to work. I don't plan to work as an engineer. So I'm about to spend another two, three years at uni, you know, accumulate another thirty, forty grand in in in, in student like in you know hex debt, and I don't plan on working. So it's not going to give me a return on my investment because I'm going to take that degree and go Correct. start my own business. Yeah. So why is it that you want me to finish my degree? She went, "Well, as backup." Back up. That's usually okay. Well, what if I told you that I'd go homeless before working as an engineer? Because I'm not working for anyone. Like point blank, never working for anyone. I'm always going to be an entrepreneur, and I've stuck through that because there's been periods where I've made no money. I never got a job. Yeah, didn't get a part-time job. Nothing. I went debt in debt and went broke to make sure that I like did not get a job. That's right? a jail. So what if I told you that? And she goes, "Well, you just have to get your degree," and then. No As time went on, went on, and I began to understand that, that me me leaving uni wasn't an overnight conversation. It went on for a year, right? Okay, wow. Yeah, oh, so it went on yeah. for a year, like so you, just kind of hinting you, at it. You had the normal battles and struggles yeah, that every every, every child yeah. would about leaving university. My, my dad understood. My dad yeah. understood. My dad because my dad saw. He saw. He's like he knew I was doing this for the family, and. I essentially said, I've got this goal by 25. I'm not going to achieve it by going to uni. I, yeah. can't, I can't afford to waste another two, three years um, because I'll be like 23 by then. So I, I, I need to go try and figure this out. Our parents come from a world where you are given respect based on your degree. Yeah. In Syria, if you're an engineer, they don't say Leo. They say Al-Muhandis Leo, which is the engineer Leo. And oh, then you get respect okay. based on that. If you're a lawyer, you don't ever get introduced to a mate, to a girl, to, to anyone in a public setting as Leo. The you lawyer Leo. As the lawyer Leo. Al-Muhami Leo. Al-Doctor Leo. That's a bit common here. But even like in Syria, if you were to introduce your mate who's a doctor, you would say Al-Doctor Leo, right? Dr. Leo. If you've got a, my, my mate's a doctor here. When I'm introducing him to a bird, I'm going, he's, meet Yassin. Yeah. His name's Yassin, right? I'm not going, meet Dr. Yassin. Yeah. But that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. So you come from you a get background. Judged. You, get, you come yeah, from wow. a background where you are associate. And so that's ingrained into yeah. her mind. Okay, yeah. So just circumstances. So you've yeah. got to understand where your parents are coming from, the time in which they're coming from. You are given a job based on your degree. You are associated. You're given an X amount of respect because of your degree. We do not live in those times anymore. It does not exist anymore. I haven't hired a single person to work as a digital marketing, uh, whether it's graphics design, ads, because they have a degree. I hire them because of the results that they produce and them as people, their characters. I don't think I've, even for me, okay. I don't, I've never even looked at a resume. send me their resume? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even read. I don't even read it. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> Do you know what's funny as I, I I've just hired someone new and I made him send me a resume. And he what did he say to me? He messaged me yesterday saying something. Oh, lucky, lucky. Uh, no, he commented because in, in a video that I put on my story yesterday, I said I've never hired on his resume. He's like, oh, you hired me on my resume. I'm like, I did not hire you on your resume. I hired you because I wanted to. See how, I, I made you send me a resume because I wanted to see how long it was going to take you to send it to me. Yeah. He's like, oh. It took me two days. I'm like, he's like, so you didn't read it? I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> so he's like, I put all that work in for nothing. I'm like, you got the that's job. Right, <laughs> that, and, that, and, that, and, and that's it, man. And ultimately, what people need to understand and parents need to understand is everyone understands that if I go to uni and I spend four or five years there and I accumulate $60,000 in debt, what people need to understand is that's actually not what my cost is. 
I've actually, I've actually paid more. Way more. Way, way more. more. How? Because of something called opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. So hypothetically speaking, if I was to get a really, you know, a, a, a pretty decent job, 60000 a year, over a four-year period, how much, am I, have my, how much have I made? $240,000. Going to uni hasn't just put me $50,000 in debt. I've also missed out on $240,000. So really just under three hundred grand. that's how much that experience has cost me. But that doesn't add on knowledge. Is, now, here's the thing. If you're experience. getting a degree which gives you a license to do something, then 100% finish that. If you want to become an engineer, you need a license. Go and get your degree. If you need to become a lawyer, you need a license. Go and get your degree. If you need to become a doctor, you need that. Go get your degree. If you're trying to get into business and you're doing a course in business, I wouldn't really recommend it. Because business isn't... It's not like any... You're, you're, like any if you start a business... No one is going to give you. No, no one's going to go to that person who started digital marketing agents because they got a degree <laughs> yeah, in digital I'll marketing give you, or uh, business. Four thousand a month in my business because no. you've got <laughs> because you got a degree. Yeah. Bro, how much money are you going to make me? Yeah. It's how true, much, man. How much money are you going to make me? No, no one has ever asked me but, well, about my degree. But it also comes into as well. Number one, stop doing things to please your parents. And but number two as well. So start chasing your own dreams. But num- number two as well. Right at this moment, there's people that have been made redundant. Right, right at this moment, there's people that are still in this shitty job, getting paid their 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 job seeker, and they're just moving with the times, and they're just wasting away. To me, I want to put this message out there: go and chase your dreams. Go and quit, and go and open go and open up that yoga that yoga class, online class that you've always wanted to to start. Go and sell slime online, like. What to me, it's all about chasing your passion. Like, and I know with you and myself, we don't look at what we do as a job. This is, this is, we love what we do and we're obsessed with what we do. Um, and it's, it's why we're, we're striving to get results. What are your thoughts on what, what can you tell people? What, what advice can you give people that are just not enjoying themselves at the moment? Um, I would advise them to become super self-aware. So to get a notebook and a pen and just write out their feelings and write out what makes them upset, why do they, they don't um, feel fulfilled. I would encourage them to build the courage to write what their ideal life would look like. Um, when I set the goal at 17, I wrote it all like to the... To the, to the dollar. I wrote how much money I wanted to make. I, I printed out a photo of the house I wanted to live in. I printed out a photo of my car. I, um, I noted down how many trips overseas I wanted to do, where I want to take my mom on holiday. I mapped out my, my life with so much clarity. And then once I had this vision of a life which I knew was going to make me happy because you, know, you learn as you grow that yeah. it doesn't necessarily do that for you. What happened was I went, okay, is what I'm doing right now, if I were to continue to do it over the next five years, would this bring me to this destination? And if the answer is no, I would then go, what would? And then I would just start on it right away. So you reverse engineered. First, first you have to have that end vision. You need to know where, where it is that you're going. And there is this thing which I used to say when I was younger, when my first talk I ever gave at like 19 in front of my, um, my school, and I came back and I spoke to the students. I said to them, it's like 
It's called the GPS method. If I was to say to you, Christian, come over to my house. I'm throwing a party. I live in Melbourne. Would you randomly drive around all of Melbourne hoping to magically find your way in front of my house? <laughs> nah. No. What would you do? You would need my address. Now, if I was to give you my address, what information would the GPS give you? It would tell you where you currently are, where the end destination is, and then what would it gonna, then do? How long it's going to take. How long? It, no, no, no. You, you can't. Uh, yes, it would. Yeah. But just for the sake okay, of... Okay. Right, yeah, I get you. Okay, get all directions right, done. to get there. Get the directions to get there. Right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... Would, if you wouldn't randomly drive around Melbourne hoping to find yourself in front of my house, why would you try to live your life in that way too? That's a good point. I actually love that. You don't know where you end it, the destination is and you're just hoping to magically reach happiness. You have, to have a, you have to have a very clear image. I thought I wanted to become a world famous public speaker when I was younger. Then I was like, when I mapped out my vision, nowhere in my vi- everything in my vision had to do with me being with my family here. I don't, although I'm very passionate, very motivated, I want to be very successful. I don't really want to become a billionaire. I don't want to make like crazy money. I, I want to be very financial. I want to be financially free. But, but I can't wait until I'm a father and I just look after my kids. Like I can't wait until I dedicate all my time and my whole life to, to my children because that's what my dad did to me. The only difference is I'll just have finances sorted. So, when I knew, when I identified that, I actually realized I can't achieve this being a public speaker because public speaker would take me away from my you family. You got to go around the world. I have to travel. <laughs> yeah. my boat. And I'm like, shit, like yeah. the dream I thought I wanted isn't actually in line with my vision. Would you, would you do it? Like even, nah, even man. so I, not even, even before kids or nah. even if a one-off? No, nah. 100% one-off. Okay. Definitely yeah. would not do what Gary Vee does, okay, for example, so or, do, okay. or Tony Robbins. Definitely yeah. not. I would make, I don't care about all the money I'd miss out on. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. be in a home, have my, my parents around me, have my, you know, be there with my wife, which I'm single still, like, but my, my future, hey. who, I'm, who, who I'm visualizing and will write down when I'm ready. Um, like even that. Damn ladies. <laughs> um, and so that even that there is very important is, is, is becoming very clear, right? So because I've become clear, I've realized I just want to be, I want to be with my family. So the business which I develop and the businesses which I continue to develop, the direction I take my life in, I, I make decisions. I make the correct decisions now because it's in line with my end goal. I'm trying to create a business where I can do, do well and be at home. Okay. And you're, so by 25, you've got the countdown and you're, you're obviously doing everything you can to hit, to hit that target. You hit the target at 25. What happens next in regards That's to like, like oh, yeah, we, what, yeah, what happens there? Because I've always thought of, I've never asked you, but all right, 25, we achieve absolutely everything that we want. What's, is there another countdown for another 10 years or? No way. How, no, I wouldn't do it again. What happens? How what, are you going happens, to, how are you going to take the next part? Look, the closer I get to the countdown, man, I, I let go of the countdown a long time ago. That's the honest truth, Right. Because I'm on autopilot now and I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah. Right. So like I'm no longer driven by that. I'm by no the long- countdown. It, 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 used to, it got me going. But now you get to a point where I don't have to do anything more. Just show up. And the, I've built the, the spaceship and it's, it's on its way. It's like I've launched. It's in space. And now it's just a matter of time, right? So now I'm no longer 
paying attention to this goal by this time or whatever, whatever it may be, a lot of the countdown goals have been achieved. Finance, finances don't get spoken about at home. Um, I said this to you on the phone. I said, most people think that when you reach the goal, you're going to feel something different. Yeah, I love this actually. But you don't. What happens is you stop feeling what you used to feel. So I used to feel financial pain killed me. I can still like almost feel it. Like when something needs to be paid at home and I'm like, I know I'm going to step up and pay for it, but I'm not really in a position to... Not, not like my parent, my, my dad wants to go overseas or something and having to postpone trips, not being able to go on back on holidays, you know, going out to dinner, ordering a coffee because you're like, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just small yeah. things like that. I get you, I remember man. what it feels. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember, I'll never forget what it felt like in my, my like even small things like this, like you know, my old car was like a beat up Ford, like maybe worth like two grand. And um, I'm still trying to get rid of it, man. <laughs> Honestly, I was just like, someone just take it off me. Yeah. And someone was like offering like a thousand. I'm like, bro, just take it off me. Yes. I'm, I'm paying two hundred dollars in insurance. Give a month it to Sanad. Yeah, hundred fifty. Nah, Sanad will get him something. Nah. Yeah. Sanad's my little brother. Yeah, put him through shame. what you went through. <laughs> and um, and so this one time, I'll never forget like how I felt driving. It was at Minton Co. I offered to drop like um, some friends home and uh, and part of these friends were girls, but honestly, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that. They were just friends, but still nonetheless, like the boys, you can, you can, you can make fun of you, whatever, right? Like it's, it, they're just, you know, taking the piss. It's the boys, But yeah. when you get a few looks from girls, it, it hurts the ego a bit. So then I was like, oh, I'll drop you guys home. You don't have to take an Uber. And I remember pulling my car around and they were all waiting at Minton Co. at the entry. Everyone in Minton Co. can see me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in my fucking car and I'm so like, and I felt the stairs and I felt, and I, 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 I could, I felt, I felt like, I'm like, I never want to feel like this again where I'm embarrassed, right? Because I feel like I'm worth more than this, right? And, you know, yes, I'm good with dealing with judgment, but things like that, it, it sucks, yeah. man. When you're getting, it, it just sucks. And I remember I drove home and I recorded a video and I said, I'm never going to feel like this again. And, you know, short period later, I ended up buying the dream car. And, um, and what happened is when I bought my car, I didn't feel anything new. I just stopped feeling embarrassed. Okay. When I started taking care of finances at home, I didn't feel anything new. I just stopped feeling financial stress and pain, right? Of course, you feel happy when you see your parents so relaxed, knowing that, hey, if you want to go overseas, like yeah, yeah. the pandemic hit and we couldn't do it, but hopefully next year, things will settle down a bit. But I, you don't necessarily feel a lot of things new. You just stop feeling those emotions, those negative emotions. And so right now, my vision after 25 or once a countdown is I want to celebrate it and then I want to be in a state of honestly just I just want to let go let go of um expectations letting, I'm just going to try my best and do that you know and like expectations can kill you they can really kill you man and um and sometimes like you've got a massive goal I said to you, like you have a huge goal you want to hit, like a revenue f- target you want to hit. If you fall short by 5%, you don't pay attention to the fact that you've increased your revenue by 30. You pay attention to the five that you missed out on. 100%. And that's what and, I was saying. And yeah. you feel negative. And yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm, that's like my goal. All the shots we have, all the shots we've missed, 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's yeah, and and that's what that's what hit me because what I've been focusing on, especially now with us that we're doing this, it's like, like I don't want to, and I always say to the whole team, let's not worry about what we're good at. We know what we're good at. We know we can see it. Let's focus on on what we're bad at or what we've missed because that's it, life or business. It's or sport. It's a game of inches, and we need to we need to make sure that we're always focusing and we're really really working on every little minor detail to get better and better and better um but honestly leo man this is this has been an amazing chat um for, no, it's been amazing to have you on to hear so much of just your your mindset there's been so much value in this conversation that so many people are going to be able to take from this and to implement it into their own lives um thank you man honestly i no, really appreciate pleasure. having How long you we've we been going for an hour and four minutes Beautiful hours. Thank you. Great no, I appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, ha- for having me on and keep pushing the content, brother. You're a legend. <laughs>